Hello, everyone. My name is Mike. I'm joined by Ray. Hello. And this is Unscripted Gaming. Josh has the day off, so we're just gonna it's just gonna be a duo, and it's just gonna be your usual post game of the year January unscripted gaming folks that that's such a lie there's so many things different since the last time we recorded oh my yes that actually in all things but uh before you know as always before we get to the news gotta do a brief uh what you been playing uh so Ray what you been playing I got a list so I finished cyberpunk 2077 now for this full disclosure um, I played it on my PC. I did have a PS4 version, then I canceled the shit out of that once people started, you know, posting yeah, memes about how the base PS4 version... I have a base PS4, and people are like, why don't you have a PS Pro, or why don't you have a PS5? Alright, everyone that says that to me can fuck off. I, I, I want to make that, like, very clear. Like... <laughs> I, I if this just is get something you truly feel passionately about, you can. It, it's possible for someone to to buy Ray a PS5 yeah, if yeah. you really want him to have a PS5. Yeah, the people that say like, "Well, you just put it into the PS5 and it looks better." Oh, okay. It's not like I didn't try to buy one when it came out, or for the past month, or whatever the hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just buy a PS5. You know, whatever. Um, that that aside, it's also like a five hundred dollar console and. What if? I'm not saying I don't, but what if I just didn't have the money to just buy it? Why shouldn't it work in my PS4? I, I guess there, there's a. this is me leading into anyone that has been simping for CD Projekt Red, saying that, yes, the base console version suck, but you shouldn't buy it for the base console. Like, then why are they advertising it for the base console? You know? Alright. Getting that sort of, like really negative shitty takes I saw for like the whole month out of the way because the game came out like almost a month and a week ago to the day of us recording um I played the PC version uh the graphics card I'm using is a uh 2080 uh it looked good I got 60 frames per second at 1440p it was a excellent looking game um it's buggy Mike, um, let me tell you mm -hmm. how buggy this game was. And I'm not saying it's not worth playing. It's absolutely a game that once they clean up a lot of the like really damaging bugs, you should play. But uh, there were times when I'm in a firefight and my gun stopped firing. Um, that's game-breaking, depending on who you're talking to. You could switch weapons, but what if I didn't have another weapon at the time? I was just kind of mm -hmm. SOL. Um there were there was a whole class of sniper rifle where in my save file it was impossible for me to mount a scope onto it so I just had iron sights on the sniper rifle and I was like is this the way it's meant to be and then I found this exact same sniper rifle that the enemy was using but they had scopes on it I'm like oh okay so this is just an epic bug that never didn't get fixed or wasn't fixed in time that's fine okay um I have encountered bugs where um I encountered the game-breaking bug that complete that I had to completely restart the save file where I took out an enemy, and the enemy's corpse blocked my way through a path, uh, and I couldn't mm -hmm. dismantle the corpse. It was a robotic corpse. It was just in a... Uh, it was on the catwalk, and I needed to get past this catwalk to progress. I was like, surely they must have made this corpse fade over time, so I waited like five minutes, and the corpse did not fade away over time. It just stayed there. So, yeah, I had to restart my save file, go reload back to the checkpoint I was. Um, I, I've encountered bugs that made the ending of the game look janky. And I got in two different endings of the game. There's, uh, there is one, in my opinion, uh, the best ending of the game. That is, a, mm -hmm. an, that is an ending called the star ending. That's the only spoiler I'm going to give. It's based on tarot cards, and I got the star. And in my opinion, that is the best ending you can achieve inside Cyberpunk 2077. Because there are eight endings to that game. Uh, it, it, it's a good game. It, it's, it's got the Cyberpunk feel. It's The driving isn't that great, but driving around the city, Night City, feels good. The music is bumping. The... The combat mechanics of when you're actually like engaging with gang members uh, feels mm -hmm. good. 
The storyline is fun. Um, Keanu Reeves plays one of the funniest sidekick characters I think I've ever seen in the video game. And he's funny for all the wrong reasons. Because he's he's haunting you. I'm not giving away what happens, but something happens and yeah. Keanu Reeves is haunting you. And the fact that he's constantly just haunting you as a ghost that won't go away is just... Mm, peak humor because there's a lot of humorous moments where he's perfectly aware that he's a ghost and you know he's a ghost and he just does things that only a ghost would do and I, I don't know I found some of that shit hilarious like it and I, I've gotten the vibe that he is actually like they do a good job of him being like an asshole but also very like um, kind of compelling like you don't like him but you are it's an it's a well done performance. Yeah, you're not meant to like uh the character he's playing Johnny Silverhand. Johnny Silverhand is an awful, horrible human being. Um that you are you that is re- reprehensible and there's almost no saving grace to this character. Having gone through the entire game, um there, there's a discussion to be had if there's ever a saving grace for him. But that's okay because you're understanding because he's haunting you and he eventually reveals some of his life stories to you and there's a bunch of side quests that you could do to get some more of those life stories you start understanding the character and understanding why he's such an asshole all the time and always makes what many people would consider is like the wrong or the least human decision possible um the the game is good though I, I would say once the bugs get cleaned up give it another I don't know six months or something like that to clean up but it's mm-hmm. fine. Like, no, what I'm saying right now actually doesn't matter because the game has, last time I checked, sold 15 million copies and it's been up Ooh, for yeah. Yeah, wh- what I say, what I'm saying right now does not matter to their bottom line at all. Uh, fif- uh, no, no. The, they'll be just fine. Yeah, they've made close to a billion dollars in a month. I think I think they're okay. I, I think they're doing all right. Um, Next game I played right after that was Brigador because it was on sale. Um, It's a game where you play a mech uh, destroying the the <laughs> the planet that you're on, the dictator has fallen, and so you're playing a mech trying to destroy mm-hmm. as much property as possible. Um, because there's a power vacuum, and there's a bunch of other factions that are trying to like get into power, and you're like, yeah, whatever. I'm actually just trying to be uh, trying to get off the planet, and I'll do whatever I have to, working as a brigador, which is the type of mercenary, um, so I can earn enough money to get off of the planet. That's what you do. That's the whole thing. You get hired for missions, you take on different gang factions, you never fight other Brigadors, uh, because other Brigadors are other mercenaries. There's a bunch of different mech types, some of the mech types are hilarious, Uh, one of them is called the Treehouse, it's just a bunch of, like, car wreckages stacked on top of each other. (laughs) And it's got mounted with, like, machine guns and caustic missiles and that like start decaying metal around it. It's a fun video game. I don't know what else to say besides it's a hilarious video game. There's a there's a mech in it. It's not really a mech. It's called the Party Bus. It's literally just like a 1970s VW van with a machine gun mounted to it. Yeah. <laughs> and whenever you hit the horn button, it starts playing rock and roll, like continuously. It's a continuous track that doesn't end. And the uh, I'm stealing this from Mandalore Gaming. The purpose of playing the party bus is to play the horn while doing as much damage as possible. That's how you have to do it. You, you pick the party bus, you party with it. Um, after that game, which I do highly advise Brigador if you're into Mech Warrior action, uh, I played The Outer Wilds. Um, oh, that's right. I forgot you had mentioned that. Yeah, it got a lot of people's like Game of the Year last year, I think it was. Yes. And I decided to pick it up to go ahead and see what made it so good. Um, I can see why a lot of people love this game. It is a space exploration game where, for reasons I won't get into, time keeps looping, and you keep having to figure out how to stop the time loop that you're in. And the reason why time keeps looping is because the sun in the middle of the solar system that you're in keeps exploding. And you've got, like, the... We'll take out game equivalent. You've got half an hour each game, like a real life half an hour, and then the game, it's like a couple days, to figure out what's going to happen, how much of this mystery can I figure out before the sun explodes again. And that's the entire game. You're trying to figure out the giant mystery. Um, I got as far as I could, not going to lie. 
I got frustrated at a very specific section called the Dark Bramble. People that have played this game know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I just look. I just looked up the ending online. I'm like, I've gotten as far as I wanted to with this game. I know what's about what I have to do. I just don't want to actually do it. And it, it's one of those story-based games where, like, for me, it didn't matter. I respect anyone that wants to finish it, though, and I didn't. But the ending is good, um, and the game itself is good. I highly advise if you got 20 bucks and you're looking for an introspective space exploration game, give it a shot. Oh, and it takes uh, the concept of space exploration, like the physics of it, pretty seriously, so you can crash land onto a planet if you're not uh, adjusting your thrusters, get to the planet down correctly. Just, if you've played uh, Kerbal Space Program, you'll probably know a little bit more what yeah. I'm talking about. I did that many times. Of course. Crashing into the sun a lot. Um, After the Outer Wilds, I decided to dumb down uh, um, my gaming experiences. So I've been playing right now Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. And um, I was in the mood for some junk food video game. But man, this is a little too much junk food. You know what I mean? It's... It's like a bad Bayonetta. And I know that's really reductive Uh-oh. to say, but it plays Uh-oh. like a bad Bayonetta. It doesn't play like a Metal Gear game. It doesn't play like a Bayonetta. It's made by the same company, Platinum Games. Mm. It's not my favorite action uh, action slasher I've ever played. It kind of makes me want to play like Devil May Cry 5, honestly, <laughs> playing through this. Um, and of course, as you can attest, Mike, I've uh, been hopping back into Smash Ultimate since Sephiroth got added as a character. Yeah, we've been doing a couple of friendlies back and forth just to check, you know, check how we're doing. We might do some video stuff with that since you have also recently purchased a capture card. I did purchase a capture card. I uploaded so, some of those videos onto the channel. Ah, well, very good then. So we'll have to keep so keep an eye out for our... Uh, I don't know what we would call it. Call it a. We'll have to think of something we can, you know, fun name for that series of a. Uh, that that particular series of capture. We'll have I, to do some. I've uh, just called it for the meantime smashing. Uh, very good. Smashing with a five instead of one of the S's, just because it's Smash Five. Anyways, enough about silly old me, Mike. What you been playing? Well, I. I think for the first time in unscripted gaming history, actually, I am going to submit a a change. Oh. Change to my top five for the past year. Oh. Because of a game I've played since we've recorded this podcast. And I'd like to tell you what that is. I think I have an idea, but but do tell. uh, I'd like to just, you know, kind of rearrange things a little bit um number five my number five game of the year Mm -hmm. in 2020 is uh is let me think here uh it's it's Aerith um her move her combat moves are not that fun to really play with um I appreciate her healing as an off character uh but I just don't really like her gameplay that much. Uh, number four, game of the year 2020, uh, is Tifa, <laughs> my girl. Love Tifa, you know, brawler with a heart of gold. Mm-hmm. My my favorite RPG trope. I love that. Um, number three is, is Cloud. I like his big sword. I like how dumb he, dumb he is. I think that's very funny how dumb he is, and I like that a lot. Uh, my number two game of the year uh, is Barrett because mm-hmm. he's the most kick-ass person alive. Uh, he's a hundred percent correct about absolutely everything he says. I knew you would. I knew you would I, love Barrett. I am absolutely on Team Barrett, and uh, <laughs> I will die for him uh, and the causes with which with uh, for he fights. Um, and my number one game of the year mm-hmm. is there's actually a cool game called Final Fantasy VII Remake that has all of these characters in in the same game. Mm-hmm. And I played through it, and I re- as someone who never played the original Final Fantasy, I really liked it. 
I thought the music was all really great. I liked the, the kind of the real time kind of combat system. Uh, some of those fights are really great. I love the, the I think all the voice acting is super good. Uh, just some really like I really burned through it so quickly just because I really got into the story. I really like I already have like really gotten into all those characters. I am. I just you know I don't really have a ton else to say about it other than I just really really enjoyed it it had been a while since I guess it had been a while since I've really played like a JRPG Mm -hmm. I think honestly the last one I played that you could call a true JRPG was Tales of Vesperia when that first came out forever ago Jeez, that was like 2008 wasn't it yeah damn so yeah I hadn't really ducked into the genre in a long time so uh, it was. It kind of f- felt fun to go back to it, and uh, again, I really, I really liked Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I, I have I'm so really much on to board s- to see when the next one comes out because I think I, I'm gonna. I think it might be a day one next time around. I'm excited. I, I wanted to talk a little bit briefly with you about it. We're gonna get into some spoilers here, so I don't think Josh is be Josh. If you're listening, to stop listening right now. And anyone that hasn't beaten the game, let's get into a little bit of spoiler action. Um, I play. I, I last time I played Final Fantasy VII, uh, all the way through, end to end, was the very first time I played it back when I was like fourteen. And so I've been waiting with like bated breath for this specific remake to come out. And I was like wondering, is this game actually going to give me the nostalgia I'm looking for? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> From the very first moment, you see that spiky-haired dumbass flip off the train, and then they play the fucking music that dun 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 dun, but it's a big band symphonic version, and you're like, they've done it. The music is great. They they've absolutely done it. They they did it. Those motherfuckers did it. They brought it back. And like when you when the Airbuster shows up, and then you get like the fighting, you get the fight theme with like the guitar. Oh, the very good that that version, the Airbuster very theme sick. of those who fight further. Oh, there's there's like twenty different. I think I said it before the first time the game out. There's like twenty different iterations of the fight song, um, and they're all good. Not a single one of them is bad. One of my personal favorites being um the gym workout one. We were either doing pull-ups or you're doing squats, the EDM oh, yeah. version. Oh, oh my gosh! I can't say any. I can't say enough like good things about Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm glad you got to experience it. Uh, you had some questions about the ghosts. Um, I guess. Uh, one other thing I want to uh say, I guess, just about the game that I really liked is. I really like all the characters, uh, no duh, <laughs> but I think I really, I just really liked. I feel like this game does a really good job. I, I, I really like what they do with Aerith specifically, because she's like such an incredibly like. It, it it's a kind of a good like, with what she does in the story, mm-hmm. it's a good like example of how power isn't just your ability to do violence or destroy like. Her, like you kind of tell you kind of I mean it's pretty obvious that if you haven't played this before that she's gonna there's something special about her um, but uh, in the game you don't they don't you don't really know what what's going on there but you know that this person has like a like not naive she's not naive like she's no. smart but d- she's she's like like intelligent but still has like such an incredible kindness and selflessness that feels like that is like very uncommon for this world and it fe- it's like really it kind of it, she's they write her in that like she you know she's different and like something about her is like like she's not of this place because no one who has gone through what she has would be like the way she is unless she was something like they just really I, I just really appreciated how they like portrayed how like strong of a character she is and uh, even just like the minor characters like Jesse Biggs oh Jesse my girl <laughs> just 
Mm. She's so yeah. thirsty. Yes. The thirst never so, stops. Yeah. I re- I really loved all those characters and I uh this game was really good. And uh Ray, okay, ghost time. Okay. Let's talk about them ghosts. All right. I pretty much know what's going on with the ghosts, but I want to hear your theory. Uh so the ghosts I think okay are supposed to be they said it was like fate. Yeah. So um huh. I mean cuz is I was kind of thinking this is are the go cuz the ghosts aren't the the aren't the Sephiroth clones like the black hood guys like no, they're a different no. thing, right? Yeah, they're a completely different thing. So is so is like cuz that's the one thing I think was really weird cuz in the towards the end of the game like Barrett like Sephiroth kills Barrett but a ghost like stopped like kept Barrett alive. Mm-hmm. So I'm like does Sephiroth know that this is a remake? So again spoilers the ghosts are supposed to be us the people yeah. that have mm-hmm. played the original 20 plus years ago and we are and saying like, no that's different you're doing it wrong yes exactly and you the player character are fighting against that to say like no this is something different we are fighting against whatever reality you are trying to shape like uh uh-huh. i kind of figured that that was the vibe so I'm 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 glad that that's what you, you like, see it that way. Wedge, that's sick. Wedge dies in the original game. He absolutely yeah. dies. Biggs dies. Jesse dies. But you see a bunch of ghosts hover around Wedge, and they're trying to kill him. Like you're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to be dead. Uh, uh, same thing with Barrett. You see ghosts hovering around mm-hmm. him, and it's like no. That's not how that works. You are supposed to live. Or a bunch of ghosts that are like swirling around um uh the final heaven not final heaven, uh seventh heaven location, like the second time you go to seventh heaven with Tifa. Uh there's a bunch of ghosts swirling over there because the idea is like, no, you guys don't do this together. You you guys don't go to the Sector Five uh reactor together like this. This isn't what's supposed to happen. Well, that that's what that's supposed to be, or at least that's what uh, mm-hmm. the concept I got out of it, and that's why there are so many ghosts at the end. And also, by the way, I hate if there's any negative thing I could say about the game. I hate that boss fight near the end of the game with the uh, the motorball. In the oh, on the on the on the highway. Yeah, on the bike. Yeah, that one takes forever. Yeah, I I hated that. That took me like two unnecessary. I think it took me like one full unnecessary hour because I couldn't get like what the game was asking me to do. And by the time I figured it out, I was like, "That's still dumb," and I still hate it. But whatever, you you finally get through it. Also, the game is really generous about warning you about certain points. Like, hey, you're about to hit the point of no return. You sure you want to do this? And then it gives it your decision to move on. Um. Did you do one of the? Did you just beat the game and you're like, okay, good, I'm done? Or did you? Are you going back to get some of the super bosses or whatnot? Uh, I probably will go back to some of the bosses at some point. I haven't done that yet. Hmm. It, it's just for bragging rights, honestly, because obviously once you get to the end of the game, that's it. <laughs> uh, there's also a super boss named Bahamut. If you want the Bahamut Dragon, Mike, you have to fight it. I first. would like that very much. Uh, it's an unfair fight. You have to fight every single summon in the game consecutively. Then you fight Bahamut. So uh, they make your they make you work for it. Anyways, what other games have you played, Mike? That is pretty much the. No, no, you got uh, one more. You've been playing. You forgot about it. Oh shoot! Sorry, Jedi Fallen Order. I yep, forgot right. about you entirely. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Uh, How are you gonna do your girl like that? You know who I'm talking I about. I do know who you're talking about. Uh, is there a night, Mister Marin? <laughs> <laughs> I just had to repeat that joke for the folks at home. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, so I played through. This is Mike's playing. Mike's. Uh, this is that point of the Destiny season where it, things are kind of slow there. Uh, you know, playing. You know, you. I've talked about Call of Duty all the time, so who cares? Um, so this is my catch-up time. And uh, Fallen Order is. Uh, it's you know got a little bit of Dark Souls, a little bit of Uncharted. Uh, I like Dark Souls games, and I like Uncharted games, and I like Star Wars when it's good and not when it's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was uh, something that should have been on my radar, and I was happy to finally get around playing it. Um, I don't really feel the need to, because I kind of m- kind of mainlined it, so I don't really have the need to go back and dig around too much. I'm, I'm sure there's probably some pretty cool Easter eggs hidden here and there, because mm-hmm. there's a couple secret bosses I did. Um, but I don't know if I'll... I'm pretty happy with how, where I ended up with that game. But I uh, I really liked that, too. Like, I thought it was a really cool story. I really like the crew. Um, I just really like... I really liked Cal as a character. I think he's, you know, th- scrappy, thoughtful, but also, like, kind, too, which I appreciate. Um, you know, like, I... And just like there's just a lot of details I really like. Like I like how the mask, like the scars on his face from like his, you know, rebreather mask from his old job are still there through the invisible through the entire game. Mm-hmm. Like I like that. I like details like that. It's you can tell that they put a lot of thought into what that means for that character and what they're saying. So overall, I I thought it was just a great kind of Star Wars story. Um, and I'd love, I'd love a different one, you know, maybe set in the, you know, maybe set post original trilogy. Give me Kyle Katarn, please bring him back. <laughs> you know him, you love him. Yeah, bring him back, stop bringing back EA. Do it. L- look on. at you going back to the well. Yeah, you, you can't, Come you can't on. have the new. You're like, no, no. Give me my nostalgia. Put, I need my slop. <laughs> I want to fight Dasan in the Jedi Temple again, Ray. Don't you? No. Why not? No. No more slop. Oh my gosh! Don't make me get into the ending of the Mandalorian season two. Oh man. Okay. Well, we don't have to talk about that. We, we don't. Man, how many people got pissed off that I just mentioned that I didn't like that? Well, make- in your defense, no one listens to this podcast, so. That's fair. You're safe, baby. That's bam, fair. Bam, bam, bam. Shockingly, a lot and of people listen to us talk about Wonder Woman 1984. That is true. You know, we we are an explicitly anti-gamer gaming podcast. Maybe we should start an anti-Star Wars Star Wars podcast. That sounds awful. That sounds like a horrible idea. It sounds like a real bummer, yeah. Because you actually um, like Jedi, uh, The Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, because it's good. At least it tries to do something different. I granted that, yeah. It's, 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 I'm not saying it's a perfect movie. Far from it. No, no. Uh, it's still a movie for babies, you know, out of, <laughs> which you failed to consider. Um, <laughs> but even still, it tries to do something different. It does It does try to uh, mix it up a little bit. We'll, we'll say that. Yeah, exactly. We can agree on that, if that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of the basics of everything I've been... Uh, um, have been playing so why don't we turn to the news okay so uh as i mentioned before cyberpunk uh came out just a little bit over a month ago and um cd project reds uh uh their ceo hold on i'm letting my dog out Mm -hmm. released a video saying like yeah we didn't know the console version was going to be that bad our our testing did not reveal these results so People are making the argument that he just effectively threw his entire QA team under the bus, which is probably a correct take to have when he Mm -hmm. says the words, our testing did not reveal this, because I'm going to assume that's a lie. I'm pretty sure they knew exactly what they were printing on those discs when they released it. And that's why they did not let... uh, they did not oh, let yeah. reviewers uh, review the console version of it. They could only review the PC version. And they could only, when they gave those reviews, 
uh, use doctored screenshots that were directly from the company CD Projekt Red. They couldn't use their own footage until after the street date went by. 24 hours after the street date went by. So, uh... Yeah, let's let let's be clear here. CD Projekt Red pulled a fast one on everyone. Like, I don't think there's any other polite way to say this. I say this with professional courtesy that what CD Projekt Red is reprehensible and no game company should copy it. That was bad. What yeah. you what they did was a bad. I don't care if they're like the um, golden child of the game industry. They're a yeah, multi-billion dollar is, company. Yeah, I think we've said pretty clear. Um, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought here, but I, I think we've kind of reiterated this in the past. I know I definitely have. I think it's pretty... It, it, it gets ever more clear that this wasn't, you know... Mm-hmm just like this was just a production you know management issue they did not the people who run that studio did not effectively manage the product and you know that this game was in development for so long but also had so much crunch and came out in with these with this condition or in the condition it is in is a testament to all of that that it's just not a um you know they should have known that they're back when they started in this game in like 2014 that probably the hard release year for this was going to be when the new consoles came out mm-hmm. and just just like basic things like that you can tell that they didn't really they just didn't really plan for um and i think it's i think it like you said it's just a lesson to be learned that you know there is yeah, like I don't think it's. I think we again. I've said this before. I don't think we should blame the actual individual workers here. I think no. this is or like their ability and talent to do it to do this. I think it is just clearly a total failure of management to put these people in the right position to, you know, make a game that works. Isn't that so bad that that is the like. It's it's telling that they had to do something that they've never done before. They've never made a game like this before. The type of game that CD Projekt Red is used to making is the Witcher series of game, which was right. originally a uh, I think it was a Baldur's Gate game. I think that they repurposed into a game based on a uh, book series, and they're like, okay, we'll take this game that was originally a board game and we will make a completely different, brand new open world game and. I guess they started major development on it since 2016, which is fine. That makes perfect sense. And they decided we have we we've delayed it too much. We have to get it out the door. We have like shareholder expectations to meet. And here's the game. And it gets memed a lot. Doesn't matter. A bunch of people still bought it. So anyone that has an mm-hmm. issue with that, whatever. But yeah, I'm sure a lot of the workers that worked really hard in the game have a very have a lot of really hard questions for some of the management and maybe the directors on their team. I saw one, uh, this is from Twitter, so take it with a grain of salt. I saw one person hop on there and just kind of popped off and it's like my personal hero that says, don't you guys find it ironic that we built a game about uh, dystopian corporations overtaking uh, people and consequently humanity when you guys crunched us to release a product that people are making fun of now? It's like, ooh, yeah. Yeah, like the development of cyberpunk is more of a cyberpunk story than probably what is actually in the game <laughs> to, to a certain extent yeah Th- to an extent like, like the the story of cyberpunk um this is not a spoiler this is just my take on it it doesn't do a lot with the concept of you're constantly building out like over machining your body you could switch out your entire arms for what's called mantis blades so you could pop out knives that come out of your forearms and whatnot and you know you're like a little mantis just hitting people by the way if you ever do that while playing the game cyberpunk that's the most overpowered thing you could possibly do in the game they didn't balance the game around the fact that people could get mantis blades in like hour three if you really tried uh there's also the possibility of it costs a lot of money but you can you can get these cybernetic enhancements that make your legs, uh, giving you the ability to jump three times in the game. Um, the game's not really built around the fact that you should be able to do that. Ooh. 
but you can, and so just go for broke, I guess? I don't know, there's a, there's a lot of really busted things you could do in the game. Oh, I, I never mentioned this in my I was playing Cyberpunk section. I forgot to mention it. Um, the game's economy is broken. I'm kind of getting to that as I'm talking right now. The entire economy of the game. It, it speaks to the crunching that they had to do for the game, because the economy is so busted. Uh, they have a crafting system in the game. It doesn't work. None of it mm -hmm. works. By the time you're able to craft legendary... No, I'm sorry. Step that back a sec. So, you know, there's common, white, uh, uncommon, green, rare, blue, uh, legendary, purple, and epic is... Uh, or you could swap legendary and epic, doesn't matter. Purple and gold. By the time you're able to craft... Uh, purple items, like you find a bunch of the materials to start crafting that shit, you're finding the gold items just on the ground and you're like, I don't want to craft weaker shit, and you're in this constant catch-up loop of trying to craft better stuff, you can't ever craft better stuff than you can get there's actually not enough points um, mm -hmm. like ability crafting points you can earn in the game to max out any abilities or any tech trees in any th menu in the game that's how broken the economy is in the game. If you want to, like, focus, like, I want to max out the pistol tree. You can't. You don't have the time. The only way you max out the pistol tree is if you put 200 hours into that game, and there's there's genuinely not enough content in the game to put 200 hours in before you're just hunting for stuff to do. You're, like, forcing things to do. You're, you're forcing events to happen and such. Um... Sorry, that, that that that's speaking to the crunch of the game that they just didn't have time at all for this game, and that's that sucks. You know, it, it's it's gonna take them like another year or so before they polish this game to the perfection that they wanted to release it in, and that's fine. There are plenty of people that are gonna be along for the ride, but I don't know. That's that feels probably kind of bad if you're like one of the developers on it. Who knows? I don't know. That that's a bigger topic. Uh, maybe they shouldn't have. Obviously, it's academic in hindsight to say like maybe you should have done this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, maybe reducing the scope in the long run would have been better for the game. Like everything that they there, there's a Reddit thread that says like here's everything that they're promising you're able to do in the game. Uh, here's an example of something. All right, pay attention to this mic. Uh huh. Okay. They said in 2016 that they are CD Projekt Red is building a police system into the game, where you could bribe cops, you and if there is a bad cop that you get on the bad side of, that cop will become a bounty hunter and start hunting you throughout the game. That sounds kind of fun, right? Okay. Yeah. Here's, okay. Here's what happens to the police when you anger the police in the game. Um. Wherever your line of sight is, because it's a first-person game, if you anger the police, their backup just appears behind you. They materialize instantly behind you. Just, boom, three police officers and maybe a police mech. And it Nothing happens... personal, kid. <laughs> exactly! It happens every single time you turn and spin around. So if you accidentally, like... Uh, I've tested this myself. You take a shot at a police officer, and he's like, I'm down, requesting backup. Immediately, there are four police officers behind you when you turn around. And now that since you've turned around and you've moved your line aside to these police officers, there's four more police officers behind you for, from out of nowhere. And that continues into a pattern and repeats. And there are videos online of just people noticing, like, what happened to the police system in this game? Why is it they just appear that there, there is no bounty hunting thing, but is what I'm trying to say. They ran so far at a time that they half-assed the way police just start chasing you. They just appear out of your cone of vision. <laughs> it's it, it's stuff like that that takes you out of the experience and reminds you, oh crap, I'm just playing a video game. You yeah. know? Anyways, that's CD Projekt Red. They're, they're gonna be fine, though. They have an extra couple billion dollars to play with out of the sales of those games. That's true. Um, in, I guess, other uh, news, mm. um, one I definitely want to talk about that is kind of on the beat of big company doing a bad thing uh -oh. that we always love to dip into. Uh, it has been reported, and it is confirmed, that it seems... Uh, where did my article go on this? 
At Vicarious Visions is mm. shutting down and they are being merged into Blizzard. And that's it. Man. This is after they, uh, uh, you know, after they remade, um, they did the Tony Hawk 1 and 2 uh, remake, which was a, a stellar, is a stellar game. And it plays absolutely just the way like you feel it. Uh, it's a blast. Um, and it's kind of wild that that is what, uh, that, that's the fate that befell that that's the prize that they get for for doing all that work to to re to make that game and to make that happen is to just get kind of shut like have any sort of identity dismantled and then folded into i it said i think specifically they're working on a diablo 2 remake now but now they're just part of blizzard i don't know how to feel about this story honestly it must feel good to know that you have that much job security. Yeah, you know? like that's that is a good part of it. Like that that would be the advantage. But it also feels like, hey, you know those very interesting things we were gonna start doing. I, I think uh, you and Josh joked. Yeah, how would you like to just make um. Oh crap! I can't think of the game right now. Overwatch. Yeah, how would you guys just like to make Overwatch skins for the next three like, years? You are now. Congratulations on reviving a franchise that we've been trying to do for years uh please make 10 tracer skins by the end of next tuesday again I, I don't know how to feel about this news i i i'm gonna lean on the side of like i'm glad everyone has a ton more job security and probably some decent stock options hopefully that would be the best case scenario yeah i think worst case this is just a further um you know, again, not a big surprise coming from here, but we've just seen a kind of, you know, across not not even just video games, but basically all all, all media for the past twenty years. I mean, this is a pretty small scale example of it, um, since you know, Vision Vicarious Visions has done you know work with Blizzard Associated Studios for a while. Like they worked on Forsaken, the for part of the Destiny expansion, so. That's something that so they've kind of been helping, uh, like kind of like a partner studio for a long time. But it's just kind of a further consolidation of like basically just squeezing out the squeezing the middle out of the games industry, mm -hmm. and it's so now it's just going to be continued to become an incredibly like top heavy place. Um, I think there are a couple little pockets here and there of games. Um, escaping that uh, and yeah. studios finding ways to kind of continue, you know, build their own audience for their own projects, you know, in cool ways. But it, it, the long arc of this just seems to be, we will eventually just have fewer, fewer game companies will be making games. And I think that's a bummer. That does, you the know, that end. does, that does suck in that, we are seeing just mass consolidation of different forms of media. Like, what was it? Twentieth Century Fox like owns the Alien franchise now. Yeah, one well, and, and yeah, Twentieth Century Fox just entirely got bought by Disney. And yeah, they they stripped apart. Jeez, I don't like that at all. It's really bad. Like that's not great. It doesn't feel especially good. considering what, uh, you know, as far as like, just like archival. Mm -hmm. the archival end of that like um one thing that just this is just a very small personal thing but you know we like to go there's like a kind of a classic movie you know historic movie theater we like to go to um that's like an old theater that they've restored we like to go there occasionally when they do shows um we haven't been there in a minute obviously but uh um Obviously, <laughs> a lot of those shows relied on like a lot of those theaters like that always had pretty good work, like just like a really good ability to pull from like the Fox library of films because Fox was generally very friendly about working with those working with those types of studios for you know kind of historic and archival type you know presentations. Mm -hmm. um, 
and that is something Disney is very much not keen to do at all. And now Fox's now Fox's entire library has just been absorbed by Disney, and so that probably cuts off the entire Fox library to like Disney for or like for a lot of those types of screenings, unless uh, you know they want to play ball all of a sudden on this stuff. And so it's you know it it's you know there there is a downside to yeah you know the convenience of disney plus you know you are paying a price for that it is the fact that this stuff you know that you know there is no permanent version there is like they'll they'll go in and you know patch out like like you can't you probably can't find the episode of game of thrones that has a coffee cup left in it now from that one scene in the final season. You think they like, left that in the Blu-ray? I wonder. I, I I'm honestly not going to buy the Blu-ray of season eight of Game do of you Thrones. Buy the Blu-ray of the last season of Game of Thrones to find out. Yeah, no, who wants to do that? <laughs> Why do you hate yourself? But if they had the coffee cup in there, I might consider it just for archival purposes, just to say, look how much of a fuck they stopped giving each one of these episodes was like five million dollars each you think they could have shot shot them and done their dailies correctly and says hey is that a starbucks cup just sitting over to the side maybe we should at least edit that out or something yeah but like just the larger point here is i think this is i think this is just another kind of small example of that happening in the gaming in the gaming industry and uh, I don't really have much else to say about what that means other than it's probably not going to be ideal for games because so here's another question it's not ideal for anything what if Vicarious Visions needed that buyout I don't know that's a, that's true you know maybe they really uh, they needed that um, I guess I would be surprised if that if they were you know in a in pretty dire straits because I think you know they've been a pretty financially and uh, um, I mean I don't really know we don't, I don't know, I'm just kind of speculating here but sure I mean I imagine I don't know what the sales numbers for Tony Hawk were but actually I'm looking that up right now just to see what they were like because yeah, I know it, it had much critical acclaim so I would I guess I would be surprised if they were you know Hey, it sold a million in, copies in two weeks. That's good. That must have done well. Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah, like that. I, so I, I guess I would be surprised if they were in truly dire financial straits. Yeah. Okay. I feel you. But um, you know, I can't. I, I couldn't really speak to that. That. So I, I don't know like if they need to buy out or not. I actually don't know. I'm looking at the last like several games they made before Tony Hawk Pro Skater, uh, two. They also made the uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane trilogy. Uh, they were the support team for Destiny Two when it was uh coming out. Yep. Okay, so they had a lot of games that did well and then crashed. The, it was the entire Skylander series. The entire Skylander series. Oh, man. Yeah, so after Toys to Life, they remake Crash Bandicoot. They're, besides Skylanders, they were kind of a, a Guitar Hero slash remake type of studio. They, they, they got their jobs, basically. They did work. But the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, I'm pretty sure that sold very well. Uh, let me look at their sales number. 2.5 copies in the first three months? Yeah, that's they, that did well. Yeah, that did excellently. Unless they needed it to do extreme numbers, I don't know. I obviously working with Activision paid off, um, and now they've been absorbed into the Activision family. Actually, yeah, the the last actually, I'm looking at all the last couple games they made. The last like, for the last like decade and a half, they've just been making Activision games as like a their own separate studio. I I think this is really more of a balance sheet type of thing when you look at it from like a certain point of view now that I'm looking yeah. at all the games that they've made they've been making active they've been getting published by Activision now they're just an Activision studio this, this actually doesn't bother me that much anymore I, I I think this is actually just a balance sheet thing yeah I wouldn't be surprised if honestly that was our, our doom and gloom interpretation is actually 
not truly the most correct one because just because they have done so much work with Activision in the past, mm-hmm. I just think it's a bummer that it's a bummer that you know we. It's clear they're talented folks, and it's you know. One could say it might be a waste to just see them do a Diablo 2 remake. But I also said that one of my favorite games last year was a Final Fantasy VII remake. So what do I know? I'm just contradicting myself all over the place. To be fair, the Final Fantasy VII remake is not Final Fantasy VII on the PlayStation 1. Like, those are... That, those are 100% different games with similar stories. Like, yes. loosely similar. <laughs> Alright, uh, you got anything else for news? Obviously, obviously, we there are, like, world events. Hey, we have a new president. Hooray. Oh, yeah, and January 6th sucked. I mean... Yeah, it's been a, been an interesting time. I, I guess we've kind of forgot all about that. Oh, they also... They, uh... Hmm. I just I'm just I'm just gonna say this. I think it's annoying that something that we have to we have to take very seriously was also incredible is also incredibly stupid. Because mm-hmm. you know these guys are just goofing around carrying the podium and stuff like taking goofy pictures, but also it could have been really bad. Uh, it's very close to being really bad. Not to get too political, but, like, Cori Bush posted on her Twitter, like, one of the people that threatened her life back in, like, June of 2020 was at the Capitol raid, and he posted on his Twitter before he stormed the Capitol that he was coming to end her life. So, yeah, it it, it ended up being, like, just dumb and stupid, but it could have gone sideways real quick if certain actions weren't taken at the correct time. Uh, Yes. So, that was weird. It's over now, but that was a weird day. Uh, we don't have to sure get in, we don't have to get into the particulars of like, because we're gonna uh, we're gonna descend down into a dark hole if we get into the particulars of that. We shouldn't yeah. do it. Don't do it. Yeah, we can't do that. Don't do it. All right, we should end it here. Well, folks. You know where if you're listening to this, you know where to find us. <laughs> so if you got here, congratulations. Come here next time. We'll have some stuff for you. We promise. My name is Mike. Uh my name is Ray. Peace. <laughs>